One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. As some of you may see, we are now on video, and we are apparently in 4K, which is kind of bad for me. I'm more of a 720p type of person. I am not 4K pretty, but for my friends over here, I'm sure that that's great. So we're going to have an absolutely phenomenal show for you guys tonight. But first, the usual announcements. We at the Electric Punch Podcast support and believe in building a community that is safe, welcoming, and and inclusive people of all cultural, ethnic, social, religious, and sexual backgrounds. We believe in unity is truly what makes our community so, so special. So remember, drink more water, bring a friend, look out for and love each other. You can say hoes don't get cold all you want, but that does not make it true. And most importantly, be what you want to see in the community. It's easy to come up with problems for things. It's hard to come up with solutions and answers. Be a part of the solution. Don't be a part of the problem. So with that, I have the absolute pleasure to welcome on tonight's, night, tonight's guest, Masters of the Macabre, two gentlemen who know to throw it down in one day to the next. Uh, I would like to welcome Jaden Young and Cardall Hart. Woo, 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 woo. Happy to be here. <laughs> what up, what up? I'm glad to have you on. You guys are obviously the founders and co-owners of Crowd Crowd Control Entertainment, and that's what this episode and music in general and the community and scene right now is going to be about. I'm super glad to have you guys on for my first video podcast. Super blessed to be, to be here. Thank you guys yeah. for having us. All right, so let's get started with a little easy bit. Would you rather be a fish in the ocean or be a bird that can fly in the skies? But let me state now, you're not going to, you can't be like a badass fish, like a shark or like an eagle. You're going to be like a guppy. You're going to be like a guppy or like a pigeon or something like that. Bottom tier. (laughs) Man, that's a good question. Immediately, I don't know why, but my mind went to flying fish because they can like jump out. <laughs> they they can do both, bro. Oh, why best not? Of both worlds. Where's the loopholes here? Oh, it's, it's a fish, bro. I count. I'll count it. I'd probably take a bird. I, I feel like it a, every it every fish. everything in the the you know the ocean's getting eaten up quick. Yeah. I think that the lamest um, bird can get a one up on cooler than the coolest fish. fish. Yeah, you know. Okay, so let's get it started with a little bit of background. How old are you two guys? Big two five. Mm-hmm. 25, 25, yeah. 25. All right, so how did you guys kind of meet and get to know each other? How, how, how long have you guys been friends for? I was actually, on the way here, I was looking at was my camera roll, too, yeah. trying to figure out the date. I know mm-hmm. it was at a futuristic show yeah. um, at the Roxy. Rest in peace, Roxy does not exist anymore. It was um, a really cool venue, though. Yeah. What was that, like three years? Four years, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. I want to say like four years. Something like that. Not too long ago. Okay. A little so bit like, about 20, very early 20s, maybe 21. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So when, what kind of was your guys' initial inspiration to start a production company? And when, when was, I guess, the original first show for you guys? You want to go first? Go for it. I'm going to look up the date on this. Um, uh, We just kind of wanted, like, I was having a really hard time getting into the EDM scene, and we Mm -hmm. both kind of loved EDM music, but unless you were, like, a producer, it was a lot harder to make, like, a a mark, and it still is, like, still just takes a really long time to make a mark on people in the scene, but... um. So we kind of were just like, hey, fuck it. Like it was during COVID and we were kind of getting out of COVID and we were mm-hmm. like, hey, we kind of want to uh, just try this out, throw Branch a show. Out. And I kind of connected and kind of just asked around like all the best. Uh, I was like, hey, what are like some of the best DJs in the area mm-hmm. like currently? And uh, a 
lot of people are saying uh, Marma, like Mason, mm-hmm. Acer Montez, Haztec, and uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I think Amber Snow might have been on the Amber first Snow. one that we had. Okay, but so a lot of people were telling us kind of the same names, and we we're like, okay, these are the guys we're going to like pay to mm-hmm. make it good, you know? Yep. Absolutely. So do you want to tell me a little bit more about that show, Jaden? Where was it at? Did you get kind of when, about when that was? So I couldn't find the exact date. I know it was early, like I want to say like March or mm-hmm. April probably. Uh, it was at the Roxy. And our first show, I don't even know if we had like we had our name together, but I don't even know if we had a, a page even. I think that like we might have done one event before we actually had the crowd control page. Mm-hmm. Made yeah. a fire with our name on it and just started spreading it up. But that show was nuts. Like, yeah, it was a really weird time because a lot of the other places, they were kind of banning events. Mm-hmm. And then that place just happened to be like, nah, we're going to keep it rocking. So yeah. is this like mid-2021, 2020? 2020. Okay, so you guys have been around for about two, two, two years now then. Yeah. Yep. That's probably the right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so can you tell me the story behind the name Crowd Control? So Cardell used to live in Lawrence up until recently, and he lived, before I even met him, I didn't even know this, mm-hmm. but he lived like maybe half a mile from my house. Yeah. He ended He's up moving right closer, down the road, yeah. but yeah. So we went over, um, we had a mutual friend, DJ Shueshid, shout out, Shal. Um, yeah, basically we were just like hanging out, talking about, we already knew that we wanted a production company, but trying to think of names, and we are just like... I think he was DJing and, and I was just sitting there and we were just like bouncing stuff around. And I think he came up with it. Like, like crowd control is a thing that DJs refer to as like, mm-hmm. do you have the crowd's energy where yeah. you want it, you know, or like get people to move back and forth is kind of the idea. So absolutely. It's uh, the, yeah, it's a song called, uh, it's just called crowd control by, uh, but I had like the Yoki remix or, I think that's what it was, but I saw that and I was like, I think that'd be a really cool one. But we had so many different kinds of like names and terrible ones and good ones, and <laughs> it's hard I wish we had that list. Yeah. yeah, it's hard yeah, to I was gonna say. Were, were there something. any any crazy ones or any ones you look back and like thank thank the Jesus that I did not? I can't I can't think I can't of them, be, but I, I know that they're could. bad. Yeah, they're yeah, bad. That's, that's probably why my brain's like yeah, getting out. Forget, forget about it. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, would you guys rather be? A vampire or a werewolf? And are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Fuck. This is usually a pretty divisive question around I'm here. I'm answer this right or my girlfriend's going to kill me. Yeah. What do you got? I'm thinking vampire just because I can be like... Hey, it's going to be making work at nights and yeah, long nights. Like so work a whole lot nights. easier. I would, um, <laughs> I'd probably take the werewolf just because you only get to deal with it like one night of the month, like just the full moon. And then the whole rest of the month, you're, you're chilling. You yeah, know? but it's going to be a rough night. Yeah, but that is, yeah that's definitely going to be I'd a rough night. I have anxiety about like when I was going to change or getting caught on accident. And then I'm probably, probably Team Edward, but they're both kind of bombs both kind of mids well, to well, me, i'll bro. let it rock yeah. <laughs> yeah i actually didn't watch that uh movie series at all so well, i can't comment edward's like 106 edward, so and is still hiding and still hangs out in high school and hits it's on high school girls so Oof. yeah that was kind of weird Oof. <laughs>
So let's talk about the kind of explosive growth and popularity you guys have seen. Like in the last year or two, I feel like you guys were barely on the map. And now here today, it's nigh impossible to go a weekend without something with the, with your guys' fingerprints on, either through your DJ, either through you guys as your DJs or your production company as a whole, either through support or just throwing your own shows. Um, what do you think the biggest contributor to the, is to that success? And what, yeah, what, what yeah, what, yeah. I would say starting from like a networking point of view, I think just being involved with multiple areas of the music industry. So like obviously crowd control, that's more into the EDM like underworld mm -hmm. and mainstream ish. And then both of us, we DJ at like our normal bars. Like you can walk into ale house or society or wherever and find us playing. So having like a, a wide reach mm -hmm. of contacts, whether it's open format DJs like Ashton or Hayden, to EDM people like Alfredo or Stu, even as a venue owner. Um, if I'm being honest, I forgot what the original question was, but I think that was in the direction of the answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, just our success yeah. over like yeah, a little bit of time. Yeah, I, th I definitely think the biggest thing is that we 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 go to all venues. Like mm -hmm. we'll go and see the house kids. We'll go and see the like just old head scratch DJs. Mm -hmm. We'll go in, you know, to your favorite EDM show or you know, we're just at everything trying Past to support the wide just, open net, meet yeah. as many people as you can, really yeah. keeping out that. And I gotta say, I, I see I see it. I see that you're you're doing stuff three, four days a week, if not more. Like it's crazy how mu how much I see you guys doing compared to some other people out there. Yeah, we're hustling. Trying, we're trying. Mm -hmm. Hustle, man. Yeah. Well, on the other kind of end of that, with such explosive growth in any business, there's going to be some growing pains and stuff like that. What are some of the biggest issues and difficulties or challenges you say you faced over the last year? I mean, I think anybody who gets into throwing events will like really quickly realize, like, oh man, I didn't think this <laughs> needed to be thought about. Like, there's a lot of things you don't. Yeah. Think like, of. who brought the wristbands or like who. You know, do we have a door guy or do we have media people? Because that's like really important to like, yeah, your event was cool, but like everybody who wasn't there, how are they going to know about it and come next time if you don't have, you know, some, they're going to talk about it. But if you have pictures yeah. or a video recap, it really helps. So I've definitely figured out through DJing and through the, uh, with that too as well, that it's just, you got to like show people that it was mm -hmm. a good event. Like you can't, like anybody can be like, oh yeah, that event was cool, but you really don't get like the, you know, severity of how cool it was. Mm -hmm. Like 420 Fest, we, we got a recap of that and like pictures of that. Everyone was like, oh fuck, I like missed yeah. out, you know? So word of mouth is one <clears throat> thing, but having, having that media showing off all the badass that you did that yeah. really, I, I understand that from a marketing perspective completely. And I, also, I think that that's taken us farther as a business as well as in our both of our DJ careers when you have enough money to put money back into having like at all the big events like you want a photo and you probably want a little bit of video, you know, so mm -hmm. or just finding kind of right people to deal with or right people to work with. And I think that that all helps, though. Yeah, I would say also overall. like the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that. Like when we first start going to shows and you see all these people here and we know how much we paid for a ticket, mm -hmm. you're thinking like, man, whoever's throwing this is like rolling in money. Like yeah. they're, they're making a, like it's a fucking bank, <laughs> you know, which does happen occasionally. But I mean, most of the time you're, you're really like, there's a lot of budget that goes into yeah, it, whether it's absolutely. your venue, absolutely. like we try to pay our artists like really well too, cause they deserve it just like anybody else. Um, 
yeah, a lot of the costs that people think about, like a lot more shows are negative or break even than most people mm-hmm. would think. I, th- I would say at least on the, the smaller to medium scale of shows. Absolutely. Also, yeah, other things come into factor too. If like another shows that night or just, you know, yeah. what's going, what else is going on? All of it kind of affects, you know, the outcome of the event. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Okay, so what are some of the shows that you guys put on that you are most proud of having a hand on, hand in, or being a part of? Let's see. Kind of a cop out, but definitely 420 Fest. 420 Fest is pretty lit. (laughs) It was Uh, just really cool having, you know, we want to put on every DJ that we know or, mm -hmm. you know, up and coming DJs that we see that have talent. And it's hard to put everyone on like one night show that you only have like, you know, five hours to work with or six hours or whatever. So. Having that, we could have all the homies at one thing. And then how we did it was we made it so that the DJs that were, they were basically like selling their own tickets. Mm-hmm. So every like however hard you worked for it, that's how much you got paid. So you could have gotten like 500 bucks. You could have gotten 30 bucks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then having D- that, that gives you like a little bit of, you know, fire under you. Like, especially me, like I was like, I want to go sell these tickets because that's, mm-hmm. you know, right affecting my pockets. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, speaking of 420 Fests, it was obviously one of your first big, big productions, which is quite the undertaking. A, a music festival in general is 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 going to be hard. So, kind of, what did that look like for you guys? What, how did the logistics of you of it go? Um, how did you go like from choosing a pay, how did you find end up finding a place? What kind of inspired you to make it to make it in the first place? Where, where what made you decide 420 Fest? Was it just because you landed on that weekend? So 420 Fest is actually, uh, it's been a rock and hip hop and arts festival in Topeka. And it was actually mm-hmm. its 10th year. Um, okay. I didn't even realize that until we got involved, yeah. but I it's, didn't know either. it's been running for 10 years. Um, and the organizers there, um, there's a few guys that do it, but one of my contacts, DJ 151, he asked, hey, we've have never, never had an EDM side to things. We've been seeing what you guys are doing. Would you want to bring EDM as a whole nother stage oh, yeah. you know so i was like well shoot i think we could do that so it was already called 420 fest and they already had the venue and they just gave us a big section and they said basically make, make it happen, happen. make it happen, happen. Yeah. so that's that's kind of how it it went down um, yeah and how long uh how kind of how much time ahead of time did they give you to like plan everything out didn't like a few months or obviously so. i'm guessing they didn't just like drop it on you and like set this up real quick yeah, yeah. i think it was at least a, a few months uh i want to say like three months or so it also it also kind of started out like i didn't know how serious it was going to be so when he brought it to me it was kind of like hey this guy wants me to book this show and then it kind of evolved into like okay we're gonna like actually you yeah. know fuck some shit up here yeah, and it, put it, some money into it it went from us picking out some artists that we thought would be good to us Picking out the artists, making the flyer, organizing all those artists, bringing the stage, bring all the sound, bring all the lights, bring like every bit of production, basically. So it was basically a little miniature festival within a festival. So got a little taste of what it's like to be a like a stage manager. Absolutely. So. We definitely got to see though that uh, just little things that you don't plan of. Like uh, we had the probably the biggest two things that were our problems this last year were our we didn't have enough porta potties. There mm-hmm. were porta potties. There was like probably like six to ten total, but they had a lot of them in like the main part of the festival. And then our mm-hmm. stage was kind of like its own 
like ordeal and that we only had one at our stage so when we showed up with fucking like 200 to 300 people <laughs> yeah. that was that was a little rough and then yeah. but um i think that was the biggest thing i think the rest of them yeah. were pretty smooth the rain mm-hmm. was a fucking bitch oh yeah my allergies weren't great either yeah at the end i think it was like one of the last couple sets on at least i think it was maybe the last night too we had like cdj set up and everything and it's just just starts to sputter a little bit rain just like tiny bit and we're like man you know they have like maybe 20 minutes left in their set so we grabbed tarps and we're just kind of holding them up on each side of the cdj it looked like like he was making a, a subway sandwich with like reaching yeah. his hands underneath and like looking to yeah but finished out the set it didn't rain very hard at all cdjs were good packed yeah. up everything it rained the next morning that sucked but yeah the show must go on yeah absolutely absolutely so did you have any wacky experiences dealing with any let's say less than sober uh participants or anything like that any crazy crazy fun stories you can tell yeah, all the shows run together, so... Oh, are you just talking about all of our shows or at 420 Fest specifically? Because um, we've definitely, dealt, way, we've definitely dealt with our yeah. fair share of <laughs> nut buckets, but 420 was actually, like, people who could camp, uh, they had, like, all that kind of arranged. The girls, the, <laughs> there were some girls that were wearing their normal rave outfits, but it got down, like, at nighttime, it was, like... <laughs> Was, I want to say like 40 degrees yeah, or something. That was like peak nighttime, like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. or something. Like it was pretty nice during the day, actually, like both days they were there. Yeah. But yeah, some of those girls wearing like a bikini and then like sitting out in 40 degree weather. I was like, I was like wearing like a, I went and grabbed my, uh, my sleeping bag and then I bundled up and I was just sitting in this chair like. Yeah. At one dying. point we were, we're sitting next to each other in folding chairs with a blanket over just both blanket of us. Just blanket like this. Just, so we're just hanging. Just, just. Yeah, hibernating a little bit. Yeah, trying to trying to get the body warmth going together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean? I was told by presumably a doctor, hose don't get cold. Ho- yeah, hose they didn't. Be, hose got cold that hose. night. Yeah. I can I can <laughs> confirm <laughs> this. Uh, okay, so obviously 420 is kind of coming back up soon. Are you allowed to talk about what that's looking like at all? A tiny bit. We haven't finalized a bunch of like main mm-hmm. things, so. I want to do that before we start like being Obviously. like we're 100% doing this just because I don't I don't mm-hmm. want to always want to undersell something yeah. until it's locked in and then you know just because I'd rather be a little bit more quiet about it and then blow it out of the water again then, like, overhype it up and yeah something then wrong. the overhype yeah, it and people will be like well that was kind of mids you know um the, i think we can i think we can say this hopefully yep. we'll see <laughs> but uh i think that the two biggest things that we wanted to do this year specifically was get an led screen in a stage so those are the two things that we're kind of working on and then i think also we just in general noticed the last year that we want to put um we want to get some kind of like a bigger budget together and then mm-hmm. we want to get artists from all of our different lanes that we know Absolutely. so we want to get all the kind of big hitters from all the different production companies Yep. And then um, just like the house scene, a bunch of different scenes. So it's a little bit more variety. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think those are the, the biggest things that we're definitely working on right definitely now. Variety. Yeah. Definitely more production. Variety. It's going to be really hard to put that lineup together. We've been talking about it, but just because of how many more friends we have mm-hmm. within the scene in general, it's going to. It's been a, been, been, a, been, been a big year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah. one of the hardest parts about being a, a production company mm-hmm. that also we're just like homies of a lot of these people because. Like we probably know thirty people that'd be great on 
almost any lineup, you know, but yeah. how do you pick? Yeah, how do you? All the the way, and then right. how do you order them yeah. too? Uh-huh. Like that was the hardest part, figuring out the order. Like you just have to be like, okay, what music clear? What's going to work best for the audience? What's going to yeah. like flow the best for the night? That sucked though. That was. It's definitely yeah. Just just also knowing like in my head, there's probably like I want to say like 20 guys in Kansas City that any of them could probably be headliners or have that position. And then when you have like two or three of them on a show, it's like, where am I gonna you know? Or mm-hmm. like also putting ourselves on shows, it saves us a little bit of money, but we also need to know like we don't want to headline every single time, but like it it helps us out as well. Like keep putting on these shows. With all these Absolutely. artists, Absolutely. take a little bit out of budget, but we pay we pay our artists pretty well um, in general. It's good to do that. It's good to play yeah. pay your employees well, or else they'll unionize and yeah, it's yeah. never fun. I hear. Yeah, no more EDM for you. Yeah, no more EDM yeah. for you. We're all we're all standing up against the tox toxicity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so um, has there ever been any shows you produced where kind of everything went wrong and what did you kind of learn from it not really i think i can honestly say we've never had a bad bad show we've definitely had shows that are mm-hmm. over budget and under attended yeah what comes to mind is we did one in topeka and it was just like it was a mixture of things there's another show going on in another city in Topeka, which is yeah. a little bit harder, very we much. We figured harder. that out, so we never booked Topeka again. Besides for four twenty fest, yeah, four twenty <laughs> plugging it in. It's like that four twenty fest though is like it's kind of its own like entity. Like you're in your own world. You know how festivals go. Like you're in your own kind of space for like the weekend. Yeah. So it's not even really Topeka. It's like it's a just, really cool, yeah. beautiful like farm. I would, I would call it. We're area. almost like the reconnection stage at Dance Fest. There, yeah. it's like a separate unity that comes and just has a whole other vibe going on. Absolutely, just that's, how ours. That's was, exactly yeah. how 420 Fest was. But instead of like you had the two, you had the live stage for the bands, and then you had hip hop, and then over here in this other area, you had the the EDM wooks and yeah the the, <laughs> the, the ladies wearing nothing in 40 degree weather that's what we had over there <laughs> okay so if you guys could have an unlimited supply of anything except for like money or like things that you could just sell for a bunch of money what do you think it would be time 100 percent time Damn, out here with the philosophical well, yeah, like I, that, I didn't like mine that. wasn't gonna be that good. I was gonna say like bananas or something like really <laughs> stupid, but like time time's a great one. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go off that. I'm gonna steal that answer. Time, energy, um, limited energy would be cool. That'd be pretty yeah, sick, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like if my um, body could just keep going without inspiration, that'd be good. Like mm-hmm. both for music and just for like doing business ideas or whatever yeah. i have unlimited inspiration it's it's called crack cocaine <laughs> it, it keeps me motivated every day okay so let's talk about kind of like the day of the show you guys are both just working on it not nobody's playing um uh first off like what's what's that look like for you what time do you guys wake up what time do you guys get there you guys have like make sure you both eat something uh do you have any pre-show rituals or anything like that was that what, what does that all kind of look like for you, you go first um i've been kind of slacking on my pre-show ritual lately just because we've been like in the last year especially we've been playing so often it's more like a a job versus a 
or it's not like a job, but it slipped more towards that direction mm. versus a like, okay, this is an event. If it's like your one show of the month or yeah. you know, your one show that yeah. week, but we usually play like two or three. So it kind of yeah. it blends in with everything. I try and just get food in me. My anxiety is like terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you're in a production company, you know that things come up along the way and you have to kind of deal with them and how they go. But usually I think we kind of just like, I'll message him and be like, Hey, this is what I'm bringing to the show. And then this is like, what are you, what are you bringing? Or like just what we need, like, hey, you have the cash box or you have this. Can you bring that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we'll decide, like, depending on the venue, if they already have sound or lights and what we need to bring. Yeah. Kind of just talk about all that. Mostly it's... Playing like a time. Just to me. Making sure we're good, like water, food, like he said, and then yeah. just last minute details that need worked out. Um, a lot of body armors. Whole lot of body... Shout out body armor. If, <laughs> you're, if you're listening to this, hook Shout me up. Shout out body up. armor. This isn't it, but... Hook me up. It is. Yeah. Okay. So when you guys are kind of putting together a lineup, what is the kind of screening process? What do you do to make sure somebody's going to be a right fit for the show and just also be a right fit for you guys? How do you know you're not going to hire somebody who's kind of fucked up on drugs or not an asshole or it's going to blend well with you? That's a great question. Well, that happens every now and then. You, yeah. you still get those bad, those bad ones the in the bunch every now and then. We perfected that. Um, yeah. I would say basically just meeting them and almost always hearing them play beforehand, whether Absolutely. it's like at Open Decks. Like, that's probably our, our best resource for seeing people that we don't know is Open Decks or somebody else's show. Um yeah, we'll randomly be at a show every now and then and be like, oh, shit, this kid's yeah, pretty this good. We're like, really trying to talk to him or yeah. something. I don't know if we've ever put somebody on that we just didn't know anything about yeah. how they played or anything. I think I think we dev- both of us care a little bit more about like the personal relationships, and we need to know that I they're like, so. we really want to put on you know people that we think are like good people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all in all, and have like the... The right intentions or the if right they energy you, know, you don't want to yeah. just go even if they have badass music what if they're kind like i said and i say it kind of in joke but really people some people are assholes and you don't want to kind of support that energy yep. and shit like that and i uh, yeah. get that completely i'd rather have somebody with 80 percent talent or 80 percent forget the percentages but i would i would Pull rather percentage i'd rather have somebody who isn't or is a little bit newer or is a little bit less experience maybe not as like oh my god on the music side that's like genuine and nice and just like reasonable yeah then somebody who's like insane musician can tear up the decks but is like an asshole like For i just sure, don't want to yeah. work with you yeah, there's too absolutely. many other people to- and we yeah with the amount of people that we have option to book now we know we're like okay these people are great to work with this is mm-hmm. usually we'll have these set of guys on and then we'll test out a couple new ones and we'll see yeah. how it goes we've we've seen good things from them but we need to yeah test them out a little bit more mm-hmm. all right yeah so I think this leaves us to our halfway mark. We need to take a quick 10, 15 minute break and we will be back. Awesome. One, two, three. And we're back. So if you guys were professional professional wrestlers, who would be your what would be your name or title and what would be uh your kind of theme song? You gotta go first on that one. Oh fuck. Um I'd probably I'd I'd get copyrighted from using Macho Man Randy Savage's name <laughs> and uh what would be my like signature move? Like the, I don't know, like the shoe away, shoe away. <laughs> like, Get out of here, bro! Away. Just it's, it's, that's the peasant shoe. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I was trying to. 
stall for some time. I never watched wrestling. Yeah. So what do you think of mine? You'd be like be? the really nice guy. I don't know how you do it in wrestling, but like somehow just be the guy always helping everybody out, but not helping out enough to like ruin relationships. I'd, I'd like to be like the dude who just knows martial arts so well yeah. that he doesn't look like he's doing anything, but they're like, they would probably know. be like a coach. Yeah. Like a really good wrestling. I'll coach, be the water Steve. dude. Really the inspiration to come in there coach. when somebody messes up your boy. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll come in and throw water on people and yeah, there you go. hand them <laughs> towels. Yeah, sprinkler. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to a little bit of a harder question then. How do you guys see EDM, the scene in your company, evolving in the next five or so years? That's a really good question. I think. Being in Kansas City, mm -hmm. I think I'm, we're seeing a whole lot of, we were just talking about this be, uh, before, but I think we're going to see a lot of expansion, hopefully. Um, if you want to take this in the next five years, we're going to be having some of the World Cup. They're moving the stadium to more down downtown Kansas City. How do you think some of those things will also affect uh, the community in the next five years? Well, I'm not a... a uh an urban engineer so i can't speak on uh <laughs> the parking situation or the things that people are annoyed I about be, i bet there'll be a little bit of traffic but i mean every big city has traffic issues so at yeah. some point you just got to realize i've lived in some other places our traffic yeah. is not that bad yeah. i've lived i've been to miami i've lived yeah. in florida i've lived in portland like i thought colorado traffic was terrible yeah. when i was down there yeah i must have i was also probably just with a bad driver <laughs> shout, out <laughs> shout out to oni shout out oni yeah Crazy i think it's gonna driver. get better though like we just had breakaway coming was huge in my opinion we had a uh, edkc i mean that's just going to get bigger and bigger um probably more things are going to pop cool. up more absolutely so what how do you see what do you see yourself and you guys doing five years from now long term are you guys still obviously working with 420 fest do you have more plans obviously long term of another festival or I what are your yeah do you what are your some of your five-year plans probably our own festival honestly yeah. i think yeah i think we could just throw like 420 fest we're kind of working with other people we kind of mm -hmm. want to do our own festival and then i think i mean just this year we'd probably like to start bringing in some bigger artists and get like a good venue that we can work with like a good basis um um and then i I mean, I'll have to gauge, we're, we'll both have to gauge where we're at because we're kind of, we kind of have our feet in, you know, multiple different ways. And I want to see how my DJ career also goes, you know, because in five years, if I'm like on tour or something, it'll be a lot harder, to, yeah. you know, either one of us, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah. but we'll see where we're, we'll be at. But I, yeah, I mean, any one of those things would be awesome, you yeah. know. Basically, okay. right now, like growth in any of these areas is positive for all the other areas. Absolutely. So, like, if crowd control grows, it's good for our careers. If our us careers individually grow, grow it's good for, for good for everything, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, just up, I would say, is our main goal. Keep everything. leveling up, baby. Keep leveling up on that rocket ship. Just yes. to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> okay. So, what does the word "plur" mean to you specifically? And what do you think it means to the community as a whole? And do you think it's prevalent as it used to be? Or do you think it's kind of gone away? So I think the idea of peace, love, unity, respect, if I got all those words right, I think the idea is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it should be, be an EDM thing, personally. I think 
Don't Absolutely. be a piece of shit. Yeah. Absolutely. At, at the core of what that means, like traditionally, I think it's just trying to treat people how you want to be treated and respect yeah, each like other, love each other. Yeah, it's, it's nothing don't new. Don't be a dick. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't be a dick. Like the 60s are known for being like, oh, peace and love and stuff. I think that's Plur's kind of like the modern day equivalent of that. I think, I think so, there's definitely some people in the scene that like always ruin stuff, but I think the majority of the people or people you'll find at events like it's really cool i think it's a cool thing to teach new people mm-hmm. and once you've been in it for a really long time or you're in a production company or you see a little bit more you know you see all sides of the edm realm um it can definitely like go to shit sometimes but i think in general like it's still really good you know it's better than not having a model and just being yeah. you know like lame i but. will say like the the idea of plur and the mm-hmm. actual what it comes down to it like if that's being utilized in like every day that there's a big difference there sometimes and some that will lead some people to be like ah, plur is dead or plur is dumb, dumb. Yeah. and like a lot of times they're they're absolutely right there's no none of that type of thinking but i mean i think the more we keep that in in the back of our heads is the way to like a goal to shoot for i think it'll improve everything Absolutely. i definitely think i definitely think also when you're in the scene a little bit longer like mm-hmm. you know i don't keep my candy on me at every single show and i'm not doing the you know that every yeah. single time but i still think it's a cool thing to like meet new people and you know exchange like stories or bracelets or whatever and i think in general uh it's probably still one of the better communities that i've like ran into and found people you know i can be at a festival and be like hey man like i lost my water or something like could you help me out and i Someone there within, you know, probably like, you know, hand, arms worth vicinity could help you at the fest. Yeah, like, like they're a lot more better, like all in all of a group of people, I would think. I would say your average dance fest or average insert EDM fest goer would be a little bit more plur than your average rolling loud attendee. Yeah, or, very, a lot more plur. I'll put yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, um, so you guys do a fantastic job of working with other production companies, but do you consider your guys to be competitive, and do you have anybody you consider to be competition? Not really. There's, there's so many people, and there's so many events to be had. Mm-hmm. There's so many artists to put on that I think if you start thinking about it as competition, that kind of lessens your impact on the scene itself shout out to impact by the way shout out to impact so i think the more impact, you work impact. with people the the more opportunities come around you know so like the biggest companies in the world they have deals with other companies they're some of them are just monopolies obviously but absolutely the key to growing something isn't to doing it all yourself it's to organizing people and getting them like sold on, on a a dream or an idea you know yeah. so um yeah i I think i'm definitely more competitive (laughs) so (laughs) i start i started off a little bit more like with a little bit of spice and then also when you start meeting these people and you like you know we all have like a similar vision and Mm -hmm. we all like go out of our way to help out the scene even when sometimes it's against us you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but we still go out of our way and out of our days and out of our money and out of our time or whatever out of (laughs) pocket yeah out of pocket See, I am a big believer out. in that you have to be competitive. And the end of the day, uh, the entertainment yeah. industry is a competitive business. You do have to 
not be at everybody's throats, but even healthy competition's fine. Yeah, but absolutely. you have to kind of fit, find a good line there. We're probably in competition with everybody, but also having everybody mm -hmm. that we're in good with, and we can also like trade off. Like if me and Jaden want to hop on an event with somebody, and we want to bring them on, and it it just helps out everybody so much more. Absolutely. Because each time you split that, if you're like, oh, I don't mess with this production company, then you yeah. lose like that whole, whole person's base, yeah, of those yeah. people. And it's cool playing for those different crowds too, and finding different people at each show. Yeah. There are still people that you know we've been doing this as long as we have, and still people that are like, oh yeah, I've never heard of you, you know. So oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. It's cool to continue that. One thing that I think started out with our first show that we really tried, like we both like production, like. Like, we like going to a show and being like, okay, this looks cool as fuck, you know, yeah. when it's not just a big, big artist. So one thing we've tried to do is, even on our smaller shows, bring, like, if we have cool lights, bring them, you know? If we have a smoke machine, bring it, you know? Or if we just kind of try to add little pieces here and there to so our shows that... make the experience better and better yeah. make it your own. Exactly. We're trying to add value, not only in, like, people's experience, but, like, we want to put on a show that we'd want to be like, yep, that was our show. You know? Good, you know? Yeah. I think we definitely do, especially for 420 Fest, I think we just put a lot of extra effort in there. Mm -hmm. uh, just with that, too. Like, even little things is just getting, like... Uh, I was trying to decorate, like, per day, have, like, a certain theme. And one day we had aliens versus uh, dinosaurs. I just got, like, little inflatables, and we brought those and just had them, like, kind of all over the stage. And then I added, like, some jungle, like, fauna... Just little stuff like that that's like not that big of a deal, but it makes it look a lot cooler. Shout Absolutely. out to the cow. If you Shout know, out you to know. the cow. You know, you know. <laughs> so uh, what tips or advice would you give to a DJ who was up and coming and wanted to get their foot in their door, get their music heard, and kind of wanted to get their name out there, and maybe start getting booked on shows and stuff like that? Somebody just asked us this on Saturday, actually. Yeah. Me and Jaden together when we were together. Yeah. Uh, network... Be nice and practice, I think was the three things you said. Like practice your craft, obviously. Yeah. Network and learn from other people and share what you're doing and see how other people are doing what you're doing. You learn from that and then just be be a genuine person. Don't don't come to don't try to make friends with people or come to places just for your own agenda, you know? Like Absolutely. Unless your agenda is just being a, a well rounded person. But yeah don't have make sure your motives are pure you know like and it's really easy to tell when somebody's there just to be like hey bro get me on a show versus yeah. they're like they're just to come hang out and see what's going on I, I would definitely say just like the first couple times just go and like meet people like just go and talk to people in the scene like you don't want to be that guy that just shows up and he's like, okay, I came to the show. Like, can I get, can I get a set like right now or whatever, you know, <laughs> kind of like meet the people. Hey, I know somebody's playing right bond. now, but can you, can you tell, can you tell them knock off? Give me 15 minutes. Like, yeah. yeah. Let me let your boy hop on. <laughs> I, got, I got my USB. And don't, but, be, um, don't be afraid of opening either. Cause like, like a lot of your first sets when you get started, like for both of us, like if you're the first on, you know, open. like it's not a bad thing. I think there's a really big negative connotation to opening nowadays because it's like everybody wants to be the headliner be like the dude that everybody's there for and see the most amount of people that you're playing to and that's cool but yeah. like don't undersell the opener because you have just as important of a job half the time as as the headliner i think yeah. so get used to opening and don't just get good at it you know 
I would say, yeah, like we still do it. Like once you get to a certain point, you then just keep moving and then you open up for bigger artists, but you still open, like we're still opening. And I think that the big thing a lot of people can do in that spot, like still show some energy. I don't think if you just stare at your CDJs, even though you're the first opener, like I get it and there's not people there still like we're watching and we still want, if you show us like I can still entertain people with there only being like five people in the room. Okay, then you can probably entertain, you know, like 50 to 100 people or something. Yep. But you got you got to still have that energy and not like I think a lot of DJs are more worried about the mixing. And the mixing like you obviously want to mix really well, but it sticks out a lot more if you can like be with the crowd and like one with the Absolutely. Yeah, the be whole present. Thing. Be present yeah, for be present. your set. Absolutely. I definitely think another thing that I'd say is just like forget about the ego. Like all of us as much as we think the shit that we are, like we're still just Kansas city based artists and we're still just in this exact market. Like we're not, none of us are like traveling. Like maybe some people are, they came from Kansas city, but a lot of us like just locally, like if you're, you know, we're only getting paid like 50 to like a hundred bucks a show anyway. So mm-hmm. forget about your ego. Yeah. Be humble. Be humble. Like I, you know, the shit where we're at right now that I, I have so many ideas and uh, where I want to go and take my craft and you know, the possibilities are endless. Absolutely, absolutely. But just know that. Keep it, keep it, keep it chill. Low. Yeah. Keep the keep opener ego, and that will get you into later sets for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you guys are obviously both DJs, and you're on the production side. What if you see somebody playing, and he's playing the show, and he's not playing kind of the right music for the show? Not crowds not liking it. What do you kind of do in that situation? It, it depends on the situation. Depends on the show, yeah. yeah. Depends on the venue. Um, most of our show, like at a standalone EDM show that we say, let's say we have five artists we put on, you know, I, I don't think we've ever had a problem with whatever people want to play in that setting because it's an EDM show. It's mm-hmm. going to be heavy or it's not going to be heavy. Somebody's going to be fucking with it. When yeah. it gets a little bit more complicated is when it's at, say, a nightclub where it's not, it's a known thing. If you play at a nightclub, yeah, you're going to have people. You have to play to the crowd. Exactly. So, and that's part of being an open format DJ versus EDM is you have to read your crowd. And if it's not working, figure it out. You know, you need to switch it up. Yeah. Um, you can't walk into a, a nightclub typically where they have, you know, there's, People that are there that didn't know what was going on that night, and they might not want to hang around the whole night if they're not really vibing mm-hmm. with it. Some so. a lot of people just come in because it's a Saturday night; they don't really yeah. know who's playing. They're just yeah. going to. I think. I think it reminds me, like touring DJs talk about a lot how their normal sets are completely different <laughs> than their Vegas sets because Vegas sets is still like people are coming out there for their birthdays or mm-hmm. to have, you know, mm-hmm. so you, they Absolutely. mix in like RL Grimes specifically. He talked about how he does like so many more edits just in the Las Vegas area, so he can add like his acapellas and then add that over, you know, like what's the new track or whatever. Yeah. But mixing those two and having some shit people can sing to and then add in for phase one, that was like, if anybody was there, that was one of the harder sets that I've done. But I knew like for that set, you got to adapt and yeah. that's what those people are going to want. And I still added my like flair in there and how I usually play. Yeah. So people could still know that it was like me, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not selling out to play some stuff that people would recognize if they're not in the EDM scene. Absolutely. Like some of the best edits are from EDM artists that... It's like, like, do it to it by A-Craze. He took, like, something that was very, like, 
lean with him like people yeah. know it and then it just blew up because your audience is just that much wider so if you can know your audience that you're getting into and modify on the fly if you need to that's yeah. that's probably the best it's advice key. i think just get a lot of djs when they're first coming up like a lot of them their goal is to have a hundred percent produce set I think that that's cool, but I think people need to add in their acapellas and other stuff over that to give something. Because honestly, like if you're locally, unless you're like really, really good, not everyone there is going to know your songs and they're not going to know where the drop's going to go or whatever, or maybe they don't even care. So you got to have something that people can latch onto and then add your artistry in it, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I made a I made a bootleg recently that was uh, Laffy Taffy into one of my songs, so mm -hmm. people got to sing that Laffy Taffy part, and then it went into like the drop, and then still people, so people aren't just like put off right away. Mm -hmm. You can have that, and then show them like, oh yeah, that's an original that I made, and yeah, yeah. and people fuck with it even more. Sounds cool yeah. with the acapella. It's, like a, it's a positive bait and switch. Yeah, it's a get get them get them going on something, and then see if they like a new yeah. spin on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so if your company was to have a mission statement, a one-sentence thing that kind of described you guys or what you guys were about, do you have any clue on microphone. that? All the things that are running through my all the things are running through my head are like like drink water based or like drink very water. cliche type stuff, but. <laughs> Um, hey, we. I don't know. I'm a big hydro homie, man. We don't joke about our. Yeah, water. I mean, I think it'd be something along the lines of like, just go out of your way all the time to like help out everybody. Yeah, just be be a good person, drink water, and have fun. Be. Especially, like, I think just help people out. Like that would be, you know, a lot of us try and go. We go over and beyond for a lot of the DJs, and we become yeah. friends with them and get involved in like their lives, and we, you know. If anybody needs any help, you know, if anybody was like, hey, I just got in a car wreck, can you come pick me up? I'd, you know, yep. probably help any of the guys that we put on. 100%. Building more bonds with people, I think. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Good question. Yeah. Very loose answer. I, I wish know. I had a longer, th yeah, a longer yeah, time to think. That one's a good, like, a, That's solid. I need a good mission statement. So if you guys were to uh, throw a charity or benefit concert for something that affected you, what do you mm. think it would be and why? Man, good ass questions. You want me to go while you're thinking? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I would do, I still want to do this, I think, down the line. I want to do like a kicks for kids kind mm -hmm. of thing. So Fire. everyone can donate like shoes. I, I love fashion a lot. So, but um, I think that every kid could, you know, especially kids like growing up poor could use a really nice, like one good pair of shoes, you know? Yep. That's they could stun on a little bit, some, some J's for the kids that, you know, weren't made for J's. J's for the kids. J's for the kids. Love for the kids. It, that's not what we're gonna call it though. <laughs> yeah. But that'd be that'd be a sick. That that probably I'll put my stamp of approval on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a good okay. one. Or like cancer, even any of the other like really fucked up things, you yeah. Know? Okay. So for Dance Fest this year, you kinda had like a little cult of personality going on. You had like what how many people were here in your group? There was at uh, one point I counted 18 DJs. 18 people pe walking around, yeah. carrying your flag, repping yeah. all your guys' merch and shit. How, how was that that you assembled? What did you call it earlier? The camping squad? The entourage, yeah. Entourage. yeah. Um, I don't know what I call it that's earlier. Gotta be, that's got to be a nice, nice, good, nice feeling for the ego. <laughs> that was fun, for sure. Like, it's basically just the friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like... Like eighteen of those people were DJs that are in the 
in the squad or in that we put on before so it was basically just the last couple of years of our friends that happened to be in the music industry built a really really cool campsite and so it was just like the default place to come hang out and yeah. camp we, for a lot of them it, we was, have, it was a beautiful campsite i i oh, was yeah. part of entourage yes yeah. yes sir you're in the game <laughs> um i think we also had like we jaden's collected over the years a lot of tarps so we could like thoroughly mark our zone with tarps that a lot of people that usually they cost a lot more but we just got like we had like two 50 foot tarps so we just kind of covered this like yeah massive area and then jaden hung up these really cool um triangle things like yeah. sun triangles yeah like canopy cool. deck canopy things that are stretchy and then we had uh i think having a sofa at a fest is a huge thing but i mean just a lot of people that we already know in this area specifically just now that we know as many djs as we know we just kind of all camp together and Thank i like you. being able to walk back to the camp with homies or just run into i think that's a whole thing too like just the adventure of running who you're going to run into back at the campsite at the end of the night when you're under the influence of something if you were to give some advanced tips for the next festival survival guide, what do you think it would be? Ooh. Advanced tips. Advanced tips. I know what I got. You do yours. I'm saying for sure, if you're going to a fest, liquid IV every morning. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> and if you're struggling and you want to get it down quickly, liquid IV, put it in a water bottle and then beer bong it and you'll be good. Beer like liquid IV. I, I did that every single morning. Yep. That and then Rave Aid if you're taking any other kind of influences. Rave Aid is amazing. Rave Aid is amazing. If say, you haven't looked it up, if you're going to invest in drugs, go invest in some actual like nutrition thing to help you out or supplements. And test your stuff. Test your test stuff, your guys. Stuff. Yeah. Don't be idiots out there. Okay. Yeah. I would say a good flashlight was probably very high up flashlight on my list nice. of things I really liked having. Poncho. Oh. We talked about a poncho, poncho. earlier. It fucking rains. Oh, my God. I didn't even bring a coat last year, and at by the end of the weekend, I had my my air hammock draped around me as a poncho. Because Jaden Jaden brings the craziest things, and then forgets the the like most needed essential things. Jaden brought a leaf blower. Yeah. Um. What else, What other shit leaf blower was yeah. lit? That was the leaf blower was amazing though because we got to clear favorite. all stuff. Or if people were getting hot, you could just like. For like 20 seconds yeah. is great. Shout out, shout out Ego Power Tools. Yeah. Most powerful blower on the market, apparently. We brought a generator. Kind generator? Of like it in, but, Sh- yeah. Shout out Icon Energy. Shout out Icon for the generator. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think is one of the craziest or stupidest ways that you've been injured? I've been injured? Injured. I just got in a car wreck this week. <laughs> <laughs> your shoulder yeah. Um, craziest or weirdest ways I've been injured. Oh, I have a good one. This is this is kind of a deep diving story, and I'll try and make it quick. But um, I was in New Mexico, and I was climbing up this. Um, it was kind of like a security ladder, and I ended up. I accidentally hit the lever for the door that closes on the top of it, and I got my these four fingers just stuck in this door. Oof. And I thought I was like I could have lost all of these. You're scratching a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah, a scratch would be like a nub or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that that was definitely probably the dumbest thing. As you're a kid, you're just like whatever. You don't think anything can hurt you. And then I had I had to be in cast. And then my mom got me a bike for Christmas, so I couldn't ride the bike <laughs> like with the cast. It's not good. Yeah. But uh, that's probably my dumbest injury I've been in. Uh, I used to race motorcycles a lot when I was younger. So my first motorcycle I ever had, uh, I was six or seven. I was doing wheelies in our front yard with it. And it was old school bike. So I had a big muffler. 
I mean, I did one of the wheelies on a hill. Something happened. I lay it over and I ended up falling on it somehow. And like this whole section of my arm Oof. was directly on the muffler. Oof. So it burnt basically the whole inside of my bicep area's skin off. So I've never heard this story, folks. Very Oof. awkward place to have a burn. Yeah. It hurt a lot. Um, yeah. That or uh, I have a tree company too. So, and I cut myself with one of my saws when I was all the way up in the tree pretty badly. Um, I got lucky. So one of those two. We got, is we got something watching over us. Yeah, something good. So how would you guys rate each other's work ethic? Highs. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> He's one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Um, I'm, a, I'm trying to commit as much as I can to like DJing fully, but he has uh, mm-hmm. just so many different avenues that he makes stuff in. Like, yeah, one of the hardest. And I... I think it's crazy just watching you evolve as a DJ as well and see uh, just both like both of us just kind of evolve from being each other's friends and seeing where we're going. Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot about DJing from this guy. Like he he got a few years head start on it and then I'm coming up and walking in his footsteps a little bit. And then we kind of like met and we were like, oh, my God, we could do all this cool stuff together. So it worked out well. Oh yeah, hell yeah. But I think anything that we do, we want to be, you know, really good at it. I think we're both competitive, but not like, mm-hmm. we still root, like any of our people that attend our events, like I still want all of them to succeed. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Like we, we've built a really good group over just like going to stuff like again and again and again, and you know, just just being friends and seeing other people outside of just listening to music. Like mm-hmm. I would go over to these people's houses and just like hang or if somebody's like, hey, man, my anxiety is like struggling today. Do you want to go get like some lunch or something? You know, just yep. building a really good team okay, people around us. So if you guys could choose tattoos for each other, what do you think you would have the other one get? I'd get some really shitty neck tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, what'd I get you? I really want a... Uh... The GTA Five cut here. Yeah, yeah. I I'd probably get Jane. I want to say uh, somehow we'd get a chainsaw like upright with headphones on. <laughs> I don't know if he'd like that at all, but I think that'd be entertaining. There's some there's some ideas there. Uh, I probably get like a. It's kind of edgy, but I've seen some people get like a crossfader logo. Mm-hmm. So it's just a line with a it's thicker tough. line onto one side or the other. I think that'd look That's pretty cool, cool somewhere. Be dope. That or a, uh, the the wheel of the keys, uh, not alphanumeric. It oh, is, it oh, is that a, would be cool, yeah. Camelot wheel. Camelot, Camelot wheel. wheel, so you can see what keys everything works that'd well be with. Kinda, that'd be kind of tough. It's supposed to be in your head, but you know. I'd have like a search bar that I couldn't <laughs> type in anything. <laughs> yeah. My phone number, so if I ever get lost, people... What if you get a new phone, though, and then you just have this dumbass <laughs> number on your arm for... <laughs> Okay, well, we are running a little close on time, so why don't you tell me about what your what projects you have coming up, what you're super ha- what you guys are happy and proud of, yeah, that are coming up, both DJ wise and as your production as a whole company as a whole. Uh, is there anybody you want to give shouts out to? Um, too many now is the time. You do speed run, you go first. Okay. Um, shout out to my girlfriend Ramona, um, and then what else? I think we both just got a, kind of a full schedule coming up. I'm really excited about I'm getting to play one of my highest paid gigs I've ever played on New Year's at Kelly's. That's going to be super fun. 
um new year's for every dj like if you're an open format dj you make like double or like triple of what you normally make just because the demand for djs on new year's is like outrageous like every dj should be getting booked if you're not you know something's wrong there but (laughs) do better do better (laughs) yeah shout out impact shout out heist shout out stewart for aura Shout out Mosaic a little bit. Shout out Zooks. Shout out Zooks. Shout uh, out this podcast. Shout out Ed. Shout out Devin. Shout out Curry. If you think you should be on this list, you probably should probably be on this shout list. Out. Shout out to Subsick. Shout out to Subsick. Big dude. deserve it, man. Yeah. He's been he's been working really hard. He has. The kids he's getting really going good. places. Yeah. Shout out to Blues Cruise too. He's come up so fast, man. Really Mempo's really good. If you guys haven't met Mempo yet, he's really new on the scene. I think he's also really good. Taz is Taz. one of our new video guys. He's one of the best in the game. Yep. I think he's great. Um, shout out Jirani. Jirani's great. Jirani yeah. is the There's man. way too many people to shout out. So shout out to my mom. Shout out to my <laughs> girlfriend, my mom, my dad. Making a fucking fiend. <laughs> Lunatic. <laughs> Um, all right well i would like to thank you guys for your time it has been absolutely awesome to have you guys on here thank you. um i thank appreciate you. you guys taking the time out of your busy schedules um for kansas city you guys stay safe stay sexy and remember like share rate subscribe and have a wonderful weekend and be safe thank you guys